Welcome to Post Apocalyptic. This is Rob. This is John. And this is episode 80. 80? 8-0. Wow. It's, mm-hmm. I can't even believe that. Uh, normally, I, I'm always a little behind on editing, so sometimes I move episodes around so I never know the episode one. But right. I don't have any to move around, so it's like, this is episode 80. Episode Wow. It's a milestone. 20 to go. See if we can knock out 20 and get to like Christmas is 100. Is that syndication? Does that... Yes, we are. Our syndication checks are okay. kicking in. It's, it's going to be absolutely amazing. Directors in the news right now. We have Todd Phillips talking yeah. about not not just the Joker that you know he can't make comedies anymore because of the woke culture, right? And then Martin Scorsese talking about Marvel films, how they're just theme parks. Mm. Which the Scorsese one, I can sort of. I also don't give a shit. Ultimately, everyone can have their own opinion about anything. But, you know, he's talking about Marvel films, Scorsese, but he hadn't seen any. He goes, to me, they're theme parks. Yeah. Which I don't quite get the reference. I was trying to think in my head is like, is that an old timey reference to blockbuster films? Oh, that's a theme park. Because honestly, like up until now, there's it's not like their movies based on a theme park. So I don't know. I didn't understand his comment. Yeah, I haven't I haven't heard uh, that till right now um but i would i would just assume that it's, it's weird saying this because uh he just made like a 200 who, who knows what the budget is yeah 200 million dollar movie but i remember him making a comment years ago where he said he was having trouble getting a movie greenlit at the studio it's mm-hmm. like if it's like a at that point if it mm-hmm. was like a teen comedy yeah then they would green light it right away if it were a superhero you know, mm-hmm. Marvel movie, whatever. That's really the only kind of movies they're making. Like, and I think the interviewer is like, "What's your Martin Scorsese?" He's like, "Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's like, <laughs> it's just." I've never been great. He goes, "I know." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I think he's just like, obviously the the fact that you know these movies are just basically licensed to print money and right. the all the obvious things of of, the, of that comment. You know, he he just. That's not that's not what he does. So I, I, yeah. I like this Spielberg versus Netflix, which I think is a, a little deeper conversation. But the Spielberg versus Netflix and all this and this is sort of like they're all of that same sort of generation. Yeah. And it's like they're coming for, you know, our art, you know, Wait, and that, that is not art. I understand the Spielberg thing of him. That feels more of ye- old man yelling at the clouds because I get it. He wants his movies to be seen in the theater and that Netflix is on a TV, even though it's still a production company. It's just that's the way they distribute movies. Mm-hmm. Like instead of, you know, we don't go to the theater, we go to TV, which I get. I mean, even that um, that Dolomite movie is going to be released in the theater first right. before coming to. So I, I kind of get his comment because that's coming from an old school man who wants his movies on the big screen, which I completely get. The Scorsese, I think it's just kind of funny where I think he's just lumping all those movies into one thing. Like, yeah. I imagine he probably felt the same way when all the Michael Bay films came out. You know, like the early ones where it's just like, hey, we're just jumping cars around. It's like, what's this theme park? I just picture him using that term all the time. Like, it's just a throwaway. Yeah. What is this? Uh, what is it? Transformers. It's like a theme park. <laughs> <laughs> what is this thing? Had he even come out and just said, you know, I've seen a few. They're just not my thing. And also, he wasn't bashing them. He was just saying, I, I guess the theme park... It, to me, it just seems like, so they're thrilling movies? They take you on a roller coaster ride? I don't know. Yeah. It seems like a weird slam. Yeah, I mean... And know. it's probably an offhanded comment. It wasn't like he started, let me tell you about yeah. the bullshit of Marvel films. Right. It was just sort of like, what do you think about these movies making, you know, a billion right, dollars? Right, exactly. And it's just sort of like, well, they're not films to me, or they're they're theme parks more than movies. So. Right, and they just generate this, this sort of uh, buzz and this sort of really sort of integrate into the pop culture to where you know it's merchandising it's 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 a whole vast array of different things that uh sort of uh spew out of these these uh marvel movies it's yeah. just like it's you know you're not gonna have an irishman doll i don't think <laughs> god i <laughs> hope so i hope <laughs> Uh, but it's kids just, playing <laughs> with it. My my ten year old nephew. Come on, let's play. You know, let's play the Irishman. Yeah, Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'd make a good like Saturday Night Live uh, commercial. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a two hundred million dollar movie. Yeah, we got to merchandise this to get our money back. 
probably was absolutely Scorsese being asked a question. What do you think about? I can see people going, "What do you think about these Marvel movies?" Yeah. You know, I think he appreciates them. He appreciates that you know they generate so much money. I mean, it is true that the money that those things generate allow him and other filmmakers like him to make their movies. Yeah. You know, the studio. He's not money. in competition with anyone. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So it's um, you know, it, yeah, it's a bit. I guess if it's a bit of a moment, but I, I can see also 30-year-old Scorsese saying the same thing. Yeah. You know, so. Scorsese's uh, 70? 70-something, yeah. So so 40 years ago, that would have been in, like, the mid to late 70s. It would have been Jaws. That would yeah. be probably talking about Jaws. That yeah. young kid yeah. making <laughs> these theme park movies. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe that's how it came from, because the young guy made Jaws, and then Jaws was added to the Universal Tour. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's just like, oh, goddamn theme park he's movie. It all started from Spielberg at 26 when he made the Jaws. Are they that close in age? I'm just guessing because I, I don't have, I don't, I'm not good at math. I don't know. I, I was just thinking that right now. I'm I think say, he's 70 something. It's gonna be one of those. Let's, yeah. say, let's see. If, let's see if he's the first one when I type in Martin. No, he is not. No, there he is. He's like the fourth down oh, after okay. Martin Short. <laughs> oh, wow. Who? So, oh, Scorsese's 76. Yeah. And Wait, then, so Spielberg is what, like 50-something, 60? He's not 50. 60-something, right? I say that, and he's like 51. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? No, it's like either the late 50s or early 60s, right? Or no. Spielberg, we're, we're just going to be so terrible at him. 72. For Spielberg? Yeah. They're only four years apart in I, age. I, I, th- there was no way. There was no way they could be that far in age when I said sixty. I was like, "There's no way." Yeah. But at the same time, I didn't think he was in his seventies. It's weird to think he was only four years younger than probably someone he looked up to. Yeah. After making Jaws, but I think it's just that Scorsese had so many films in the early seventies. Yeah. That were notable films. Yeah. Like so, it wasn't like Scorsese. They were only like two years apart. So like, what was it? Mean Streets. I don't think that was his first film, was it? I think so. so yeah. That would have been 72, 71. So it's like, I think he had already made a bulk share of his, yeah. like, good. I mean, he still makes good films, but like, a, like he already made his mark four years before Spielberg made his mark. So it is kind of crazy. I would have thought they were a bit more apart in age. Yeah. I mean, w- with that, yeah, definitely. Um, but I know that, like, they all sort of, quote unquote, came up together. Yeah. You know, uh, Coppola, Scorsese, Spielberg, Lucas. And so I figure they couldn't have been that far yeah. apart in age. Not like 10 years, 15 years. Like I was thinking 60-something. But what's also weird, too, I just read that Clint Eastwood just finished whatever his next film is. He's 90 now. Just finished his film at 90. Wow. But then I think, God, he's that much <clears throat> older. Clint Eastwood's looked old for about 30 years. Right. Like he sort of looked the same type of old, where Scorsese now is just getting more and more white. Right. But I... I would have figured they were all the same age. Yeah, or, I mean, or, or, or within, at least, yeah, yeah, within a couple of years or whatever. But yeah, like if Clint Eastwood was turning eighty, he'd be like, "That makes sense." Yeah. Then Scorsese's seventy six, seventy. Oh, okay, all math works out now. Ninety. Wow. Just cranking away on his films. No time for anything. It just sort of makes you feel like, what am I doing? Like yeah. this ninety-year-old man finished a movie, which is not an easy thing to do. You yeah. know, it takes a lot of stamina. It takes a lot of, and I know he has a lot of. He has a loyal. Uh, core uh, group of filmmakers that he always works with and you know i'm sure he dialed down his participation as needed you yeah. know throughout the years especially in recent years but still 90 making movies yeah and he's probably starting and finishing another one in like the next few months yeah you know he's just it's like we want to go after this actor i don't have time we shoot tomorrow oh jesus <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> want to do another take no it's great so do you think he could do uh Give him the ten thousand dollar movie channel challenge. Where it's like shoot it in six days. He's yeah. almost there. <laughs> he, I think he could, could do it because his it, the thing is his philosophy is usually like if he's going to shoot a movie, like the script is the script. Yeah. Um, and he shoots one, maybe two takes, and that's it. And so you know, even actors go, Are you "Sure, you don't want another?" Uh, I mean, I could, I can do it better. Like, I can, I can go there. No, why? We got it. We're moving on. If you didn't do it on the first two, what yeah. makes you think you're going to do it on three? Exactly. <laughs> why are you holding back on me on these takes? You, know, it's just you like, bring your good one yeah. on one. Exactly. I'll give you two. Exactly. 
for safety. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. We're we're gonna set up the next shot. Exactly. So you're not gonna film this? <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You keep going. Uh, <laughs> it just keeps. Going. We're gonna make the movie. Yeah. And when you want to bring your A game, yeah, come see us. Yeah. Do you think uh, he could have done Joker? It's like Joaquin Musk. I want to lose weight. Well, you better hurry up and shoot tomorrow. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> That's right. Have you have you seen Joker yet? I haven't seen oh, Joker. Okay. I mean, I I, I want to see Joker. It's. I mean, I know you've seen it. Yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, everybody's everybody's talking about it for different reasons. Yeah. Um, it's such that movie that you want to see. I think for me, like for artistic reasons, for every sort of Joaquin's performance, yeah. for just what is this movie? Yeah. Um, and I know it's not like sort of in line visually and content wise is the other DC movies, but it's a DC movie. It not really. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, no. as far as it being of that DC universe or even having the DC uh, logo in the beginning, yeah. which I assume that could be it, but it's still like, it came out of that house. Yeah. And so it's like, well, I guess you had to like really be different for it to really be um, talked about, but right. You know, I mean, I forget about it because it's like it's not. So well, I like, think what's so funny is like uh, there was that comparison to um, maybe even uh, Logan. I still think Logan fits in within the world of, I guess, the X Men sort of because it is a it's you know Logan's last run or something. Oh, Logan's run. There we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, spinoff. But I still think like I watched Logan and went, wow, they really did something different. But it still fit within their world where like you watch the Joker and you're like, what world? Like, this doesn't fit in any DC world. It is literally its own movie. Yeah. But like you said, you see the DC logo, you're like, all right, come. Oh, right. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. That's all you do the whole time. <laughs> wow. It's, uh, it's really well done. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything. It's like it, Joaquin brings his, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis type of performance where it's like you don't even, doesn't even look like him. And to see him do the press now, it's like, why is he doing press for that movie? Because it's just because I think it was that wow. I think it was that weight loss really changed his features. And now he, it's not like he's heavy. He just put the weight back on. Mm-hmm. But now he's got the beard and his hair. And you're just looking at him, it's like, who's that guy? I, honestly, it's just so weird. There's only like probably three or four shots in the movie where you're like, oh, it's Joaquin. Really? Just because the way his eyes, because it's still, he's got that like very deep set sort of eyes right. and eyebrow. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times you're just staring at him going, oh, he lost weight. Good for him. But then it's also weird because then it's like the machinist where Christian Bale lost all that right. weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, what is, what is up with Batman and Joker just losing <laughs> weight? So I have a feeling if they decide to do a second one, it's going to be hard for them not to it. I think it's already at $140 million for a budget that was like 30 Wow, I think it was 155 overseas. Is it last week? Last weekend or something like that? What was it? I can imagine him going... Yeah, now that the Joker's popular, he's fat now. And not by fat, he's just not going to uh, lose the weight. Because that, I mean, that would just be too hard on even Joaquin at his age just to, like, go that yeah. low. He could probably thin up a little bit, but not... But he also doesn't look like the machinist. Yeah. I mean, the machinist, that was just Christian Bale going to a point where you're like, yeah, you might die. You shouldn't do this anymore. Because I think he was just eating a can of tuna and an apple a day. Which just seems miserable. yeah. That's what yeah. Christian Bell did yeah, and yeah, an apple and a can of tuna. It's like, and I remember someone said it's like he talked about how he wanted to do more. It's like I, I could lose a couple more pounds. Yeah, and I think it was the director like yeah, no, yeah, we're good. I think yeah, I think I did <laughs> remember him saying that. It's like come on, I think it was 125 pounds. That's what he got down to. Yeah, so the Joker's at 234 million dollars right now. Wow, that's insane. The Joker. You have. I mean, DC, you have to make another one, right? I think you just have to figure it out because it's funny. I don't know if you watched it. Did you watch the Harley Quinn trailer? Yes, that I did. That I because I watch. Obviously, I saw the Joker, and it's like, oh hey, there's this Harley Quinn. Tra- oh right, those are the yeah DC, right. Those are the DC <laughs> movies you guys normally make. Exactly. Oh, boo. I was just like uh, the same reaction. I was like, <laughs> okay, yeah. all right. Well, maybe. Uh, this is the first trailer, so maybe that's always the good defense in <laughs> uh, in our world where we know there's going to be like four more trailers. It's sort of like the first uh, Terminator trailer. It's like, look, it's just the yeah. first one, guys. <laughs> exactly. They're still figuring it out, even though they technically should give us the best one first, right? And then iterate. 
I think I thought the same thing going, look, it's trailer one. Yeah. <laughs> Some sort of weird justification. <laughs> exactly. It's never going to make a movie better. Right. You know. And it's like, you know, rarely does, you know, trailer one come out and you're like, eh. And then trailer four comes out you're like, okay, now I'm in. Yeah. You know, it's usually like, like you said, like some of the best, a lot of the best stuff has to be put in trailer one. Yeah. I mean. Or even like the best story point. It's like, yeah. oh, like here's the characters. Oh, okay. And then the second trailer, it's sort of like, for some reason there's been like four or five Terminator trailers because they're really trying to sell that movie. Each one is giving you a different story point. And it's like, that's probably the only reverse one where now I've seen all four or five. And I've like, like, I was already on board. It's a Terminator film. I'm more excited about that than, you know, the Harley Quinn movie. But it's like, I think I already know I'm going to be disappointed with Terminator. But each one has given me just a little bit where it's like, all right, I get what they're going for finally. The first trailer was like, oh shiny things and yeah. there's arnold right no oh, so that's what this movie's going to be yeah and then, like the fourth one i went all right it's not going to be miserable it'll be interesting i finally it's come to my attention which is interesting is that sarah connor changed if this is the sequel to terminator 2 which he keeps touting so they changed the future so this is just another story that doesn't involve them they're part of it like sarah's part of it but i i think it hit me it's where it's like yeah if you keep changing the future the the people that affect the future is going to start changing. So, so John Connor's no longer the one that's the savior because now they've, mm -hmm. they've changed it. So I was like, well, I kind of, unless that's not the way and I'm just trying to make the movie better in my head. Right. Ultimately, every time you fix something, the future is going to change. So Sarah and John alter it. Well, then there's a new timeline. Maybe there's a new resistance leader. Because in one of the trailers, it didn't seem like the augmented Terminator, which is that McKenzie even knew who Sarah Connor was. So in the future, she's nobody. She was important at one point in one timeline, yeah, but not anymore. And I was like, if that's the way they go, that's kind of interesting. Because why would they make, like, why would John always be the savior unless that's a, a predestined determination? Right. You know, but if you can always change the future, then you're going to change who the outcome is. And I was like, oh, this could be really good. But I know I'm gonna, I'm building up the movie more. Right. <laughs> you're like, it could be amazing. It could be great. And they're going, exactly. oh, that's exactly what I expected. What was wrong yeah, with exactly. me? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I've seen so many of these to know I'm going to be so disappointed. Exactly. You need to temper your expectations. But it's nice to be excited about something. Oh, it could. What it could Yeah, be. like the newest trailer, I went, oh, well, that makes sense now. Because why do we always think that Sarah and John are the person? If they keep changing the future, eventually someone else is going to take the mantle. Right. It's like, oh, because now if somehow this is the sequel, but 30 years later, because everyone's older, mm -hmm. obviously they didn't there's going to be different leaders because, you know, because the war should have already happened. And in theory, John should already be the leader. But if we're 30 years ahead, John's no longer the leader. So then if we're 30 years ahead, it's going to be someone else. And it's like, yeah, no, oh, this makes sense now in my head. And now I'm going to watch it going, oh, they fucked up. <laughs> so, yeah, they backed, which it wasn't uh, this wasn't about Terminator. But yeah, the go back to Todd Phillips. So do you think do you agree with Todd Phillips? You can't make comedy anymore because of the woke culture. No, I, he's just getting beaten up right now for the Joker movie. Um, I think it's just, it was a weird, I get it. You're doing press, he's been doing press since uh, the Venice Film Festival. So it's right. got to be brutal. Because a lot of times, like, you win at Venice, that might not be the big film that comes out now. Like, you do a lot of press in your little film, your Peanut Butter Falcon. You know, you do a couple more little things. But this being a Joker film, he's been doing press for a month before the movie came out and now he's still doing press. So he's got to be, I'm not giving him a pass, but he's got to be beaten down with the sheer amount of interviews he's been doing. So yeah. and then I'm sure eventually it's like, Hey, you're going to give us another hangover, another comedy. This movie's so dark. And then, you know, him being tired going, oh, I can't make comedies anymore. Woke culture. And it's like, right. Sure. The way Scorsese, it's like, Oh, they're theme parks. These are probably offhanded comments that because we live in fucking in Twitter world. Right. Everyone picks that one thing. Well, culture, Todd Phillips, screw him. And it's like, no, oh, didn't affect the film 230 million. Right. <laughs> so. I mean, I think to, to any, when you have anything happen, people can take it, you know, a certain, to a certain level where it's just like it borders on the extreme. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I, of course, I don't think his comment is, like, to be taken at face value, but it's like, yeah, it's a sort of, you just sort of have to watch certain things now. Yeah. But everything, you know, especially with this J J Joker movie, things will blow over, and yeah. obviously, 
the box office. It'll blow that over people, in a pile of yeah, money. <laughs> exactly. So it's just like, I don't think I would, just in this Twitter sort of yeah. um, internet world, I wouldn't I wouldn't have made that comment. But, you know, like you don't have to make the comment. And it's also, too, like, if anyone's ever seen how these press junkets go, they're a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And, and not that you shouldn't still say what you want to say, but I imagine after 700 interviews of probably... 80% of the exact same questions because he is coming from funny movies. You know, it's kind of like when Adam McKay, it's like, I'm doing, uh, you know, uh, the big short and now I'm doing the vice president movie, even though there's still, there's comedy in him. It's like, Adam, this stepbrothers guy yeah. is making these serious films. Whereas this is a, like a complete departure for Todd Phillips yeah, style wise. So I could get them going, Oh, you're not going to make comedies anymore. He should have just went, no, I'm just trying something different, but I get it after, the eight hunter time. Look, I can't make comedies. Anymore. Yeah. But then it's like, <clears throat> what are you saying? What don't you think you can get away with anymore? You know, it's like, oh man, I really love to really disparage gay people. I can't do that anymore. It's like, right. really? Wait, what? <laughs> like, like, what does he think he can't do that he had been doing? I don't know. I don't And I don't know if it's, 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 it's specific to something that like that, but yeah. I just think that um, sort of in general, you know, there's certain things that even back in the day, if you did something um, sort of off color or sort of targeting a certain group of people, mm-hmm. you know, in comedy, invariably there'll be like uh, some sort of groups championing those those individuals writing into the studio or to television yeah. stu- or whatever. I mean, it happened on shows that I've done. I'm sure it happened shows yeah. that you've done. It's just that's just what. What happens yeah. now with the internet culture, it's just like it's instant and it's out there and it's constant and like it'll get into that press junket like yeah. right away. So, I mean, I, I, I get it, but I mean, it is what it is. I, I just don't, I don't know if he really meant like he can't do certain things because the comedians and, and people making this content, they're, they're going to continue to push the boundaries. It's yeah. not going to, it's not going to change. It's just now it's like you're going to be asked these questions. Now it's going to be right. like, why are you doing this? Or what about this? What do you feel about this? I don't know. There was just an article the other day. And I feel bad for millennials um, in the sense because it always goes, oh, millennials are rewatching old films and having issues with things that are being said. And it's like, one, it's not millennials. It's probably just young. It is weird because I even go back and revisit movies and I'm far from a millennial. And, you know, it's I'll rewatch, you know, uh, a John Hughes film and go, ah, that joke, uh plays a little differently now you know there are definitely going to be things that are shocking that you're just not used to now because they eventually just went away and it's not but i think now because everyone has some sort of stupid voice on the internet welcome to our podcast by the way Mm -hmm. um (laughs) you know it's like oh well it's almost like going back and trying to find fault it's like oh i'm gonna watch this 1981 comedy oh my god they said you know fag or you know whatever it's like how how dare this movie should be banned it's like oh my god just get over it just accept what they were at one point and then just move on no one's forcing these old movies down your throat right you know you can just stream them so it's like i feel bad that they are like a group is being like you know the millennials being targeted but it's like i imagine if you're young like we've talked about before just the sheer amount of catalog you have now we talk about like if you wanted to make films back in the day you could watch old you could go to the video store and rent stuff and you can learn from the masters now these kids just have everything like you can stream pretty much everything. So I imagine, right. you know, you're listening to an interview with Todd Phillips and it's like, oh, my God, I was huge. Uh, John, John Hughes was inspired me. It's like, oh, let me in IMDb. Oh, let me see which movies are available. Then you start watching him going, why was he influenced by that? I think it's just because you can just sort of watch everything. And I think that now you can go back and sort of see what movies were. Back then, it's like, had we seen something, it's like, I'm not going to the video store. I'm sure John Hughes is great, but yeah, if it was someone else, you know. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just, it's, it's such a weird thing where all of a sudden now there has to be articles written about all these movies. It's like, oh, how dare they make, you know, uh, Ferris Bueller. When he said this word, it's like, like, it was 84. And I'm not saying it was a different time. But it was a different time. <laughs> it, excuse me. It was a different time. If you go back much further. Farther than uh, Ferris Bueller or whatever, you'll really see some movies where you're like, ooh, yeah, you know, we should ban those. And you know, as pieces of art, you know, everything is sort of influenced 
and you don't sort of realize it at the time is of the time. And mm-hmm. so it's part of it. It's part of the culture that that happened. And, and you get to see from, you know, from that film that you saw in the 80s when they, you know, said a certain slur to today, you get to see sort of the evolution of things. Yeah. Um, and it's not so much like it wasn't like, oh, I want to push the edge with these racist comments from the 80s. It was like, I like John Hughes films for the John Hughes film. Yeah. yeah, there are sometimes I go back now and I'll rewatch something like Sixteen Candles going, oh, yeah, that line's a lot creepier now than I remember it. But it was never about that line that made me love the movie. Right. It was the way the characters were written, the way the story just flowed. It wasn't just about, oh, yeah, I liked when they sort of vaguely talk about date rape. That's my right. favorite thing. Yeah. Don't don't edit that one right. part out. So <laughs> make that sounds really bad. In con- but you know what I mean? It's just like you, you want, like it as a whole. Yeah. It's like the way everyone loves um, Holiday Inn. That uh, Bing Crosby movie. Yeah, you watch it now, and it's like there's a whole blackface singing, dan- uh, singing song and dance number, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. that was a thing. Yeah, and you kind of get to that scene, and you're just kind of like, I'm gonna look at my phone while this scene. Should we just hit skip? This is a good part of the movie, but should we just hit skip? You know, I know. but it's... that movie's on all the time around the holiday. <laughs> yeah, and it's like you know, everybody talks about. You think of George Pappard and uh, Audrey Hepburn and uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's, and you go, "Oh wow, Breakfast at Tiffany's, what a wonderful movie!" And then there's that one part in it where you have Mickey Rooney as playing the Asian guy. And oh it's God, like, I forgot about that. And it's like, Ooh. and I always forget that that's the movie. Yeah, that's in. the movie. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's the movie. It's in. people talk about that movie, have their posters up. Right, but, exactly. And you know, it was. He probably did that as a joke, like that character. Yeah. And there's like, oh, we'll put that in the movie. It's in the movie. It's in the movie. <laughs> and it's like, oh. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's all these these things that um, happen. I mean, who knows what's happening in 2040, you know, right. when you sort of look at the movies now and go, ooh, what's, you know, it's always going to be, there's always going to be something. Um, this, that, the internet, it just makes it, in your face and yeah. it never stops and it never forgets so it's like now you know you can't really do anything yeah you know everything's going to be scrutinized real time right. so you know um you know i mean and i know the creative forces behind joker are like yes we're going to get some flack or whatever for whatever right. and there's the the gun violence thing i mean you've seen it mm-hmm. but they know that blow over yeah. and they're going to make their money and you know they're gonna make a lot of more money when it goes to streaming and home video if that's still a thing right um and they're gonna make another one you know yeah. and that's the thing it's like there, there's been a lot of talk it's like oh it you know it's, it's, it glorifies violence and gun violence but what's kind of funny is once you see it there's very little gun violence in the movie it's just the way it's used it's did you see drive with ryan gosling oh yeah it's like that Drive is easier to consume because it's such a good-looking movie. Mm-hmm. This is just so great. I mean, it feels like 1980s. It it literally feels like a movie made in 1980s. So it has like this sort of dirty feel about it. But it like in Drive, where all of a sudden you know you're like, oh, this is really sweet, and then he stomps that guy's head in in the elevator, and you're like, holy shit! Yeah, I did not expect that. There were that like that yes flashes of just extreme violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that's kind of what Joker is. So it's this just this depressing storyline and you're just going okay i'm with it with it then extreme violence for really quick moments and then it and it makes that more shocking than like a suicide squad which is i mean it's cartoon violence but there's just guns and violence the whole time you're just like whatever it's this sticks out because it's used so minimally but very effectively i mean it is pretty much taxi driver yeah. Where in my head, Taxi Driver is a lot more violent. And then when I revisit it, it's like, oh, there's that one scene yeah. at the end. That's the violent scene. Everything up until that is just building towards that scene. Mm-hmm. So it's so weird. It's pretty much the same thing. There's, it's portrayed as super violent, but then there's only those few moments. Yeah. Um, you know, there's probably eight minutes of total violence in this film, but that's like a very well used eight minutes you know so it's just kind of funny uh, how it's sort of been blown a bit you know it makes it seem like joker's just on this rampage going through the city with a gun he's not spoilers he's not yeah <laughs> <laughs> it, you know it's just a you know it's a character study the way it's sort of portrayed out there i was just thinking that maybe you know it's 
all gun violence. He's just going picking people off at random everywhere, yeah. and it's like, wow, this is. Wow. You can't know, wait to see this. <laughs> it's like that that show you worked on, you know, where it's like, really, when are you going to put this out? You know, yeah. when <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like I was like, really, is it just that bad? Because it's joke. I mean, it's a DC yeah. comic book, so it's like, yes, it it sort of has like rooted in some sort of um, reality, but you know. I wouldn't think it'd be like a mass gun violence sort of like yeah. extravaganza where he just goes off and just starts shooting people. And it's like, that's, I mean, you can't put that out today. Um, right. And that's the thing. It's, and also I think it's more effective because it takes place in the eighties. There wasn't the prevalence of gun. Their guns existed. We mm-hmm. all know that it just wasn't the way it was or the way it is now. Right. And I would actually say that, uh, Jared Leto's Joker fires a gun more in Suicide Squad than mm. the okay. Joker does in this, but a much better performance. Okay. <laughs> oh, that Jared Leto and, Joker. And Jared Leto, that was going to be a movie, right? Like That um, was, yeah. They were. Uh, I, I remember, yeah, because we were on our show when there were rumors. There was like, oh, uh, I don't know if Todd Phillips. There was talks of a standalone Joker film, two of them. There was going to be an origin right. movie right. and a Jared Leto one. Right. They chose wisely by uh, picking the Todd Phillips one. Um, so was it a choice or was were both going to be made at one time? I think they were both going to be made at the same time. And it seemed like this seems like a yeah. weird because it seemed like a confusing market where it's like imagine, especially if it turned out exactly the same. We have this film festival film winner going into a Jared Leto one where it's like, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. It's like, why? <laughs> and do... the Todd Phillips one would have been 30 million. The Joker one would have been 150 million. And it would have just been this wash. <laughs> right. Like, but... Um, it was only 30 million. Wow. I, I think it's, I think it was something small. Wow. I think maybe? I don't know. I thought I heard him say 30. I don't know. Or that's... maybe that's how much Joaquin got. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I'll have to look. I don't remember, but I remember the budget was pretty small. Wow. And if you watch it, it's... A small movie. It, it doesn't look like a three hundred million. No, movie. not at all. Like whatever they spend, it's all on the screen. It's all claustrophobic scenes. There's hallway. I mean, there's a couple big scenes, but for the most part, you know, you're in his apartment. A yeah. lot of it, you know. And then if you're not in the apartment, you're in a sort of his office area. So it's all these really small, big scenes, but small interior. So it's not like a lot of world building. Yeah. Um. Okay. But I, and it's so funny, isn't it weird to think like it's finally coming out where we were on our show together. Last year, and I was like, "Hey, Joaquin Phoenix is going to be the Joker." Okay, yeah. And then it was like, we just like yeah. and then it's like, "Oh, it'll be out next October." All right. I don't know what this does for me now. A year, I think it was right. like September of last year when they're I like, "So, like, hey, it's going to be out next October." Okay, you're just like Joaquin Phoenix could be interesting, but DC. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> then it was like Todd Phillips, interesting, but yeah, uh, we saw Suicide Squad yeah. <laughs> and we saw Justice League. We know, but it, it definitely feels like their hands were off this movie. Okay. Like there's no, they had no say yeah. in this movie. So I don't know if they're going to keep going. Obviously, they're not going down this path because the Harley Quinn movie looks terrible. And it, and that's just an opinion. And it maybe it's going to be good. And it's just the first trailer. It's yeah. just the first trailer. It's just the first trailer. <laughs> um, but then there's now, well, James Gunn's doing Suicide Squad or The Suicide Squad. I don't know oh, is that what the title is? Yeah. It's not now the Suicide okay. Yeah, it's not the Suicide Squad, not Suicide Squad. So that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know what path. There's rumors that J.J. Abrams might do Superman. Really? Yeah. Why not? With uh, Cage? I hope. Oh, <laughs> that'd be amazing. Because I forgot that J.J. Abrams, for some reason, signed his huge deal with uh, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers, just, just recently, yeah, yeah. Which is weird considering how much he's been doing for Disney. But I think he wanted more say. <laughs> yeah. And I think... Warner, I think any studio other than Disney right now will let a J.J. Abrams do whatever he wants. And right. not that Disney wouldn't let J.J. Abrams do whatever he wants. I think they would still want some sort of say. Like, oh, hey, you know, this is great, but... Right. And know, I think he also has some big HBO deals, too, that fold into it as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it was like maybe half a billion dollars or something. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, $500 million, yeah, yeah. I think. <laughs> Almost the cost of uh, the morning show on uh, Apple um, TV. Oh, <laughs> my God. Do you see the trailer? Yeah. It looks okay. I think it looks okay. And yeah. And 300 million, I'm just not. Well, yeah, yeah, I should have It's just, I mean. It looks fine. It it looks like a sh- if you separate the money from what you watch, you're like, looks okay. Yeah. Then you sit there going, wait, 
you get 10 episodes no 20 episodes for, three, for 300 million dollars that is not money well spent no and, and and i guess it's spent on talent because that is talent loaded for you can for you to lure people to a new streaming service right. i guess it's like we'll just throw a bunch of money at you i mean i guess that's what they do anyway i don't know but how do you get a return on that like i don't understand like we always talk about i don't understand returns like netflix i sort of get because they're in every country and you get subscribers but to dump 300 million on something that isn't even out yet and it's like how and you have no back content like warner brother like all these other companies that are making their streaming like disney they have a back catalog you see what disney's releasing day one is insane it's yeah. basically here's every classic movie here's all of pixar here's all the marvel oh yeah and we're throwing in some new apple's launch we have the morning show yeah but i don't need to spend money on that right now i don't need to spend the whatever 7.99 yeah to have one show yeah the um i guess part of it is like you know they want to get uh, sort of a flagship show they want to get profile for the network so they have to like spend money up front to sort of get that one show and 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 get that big uh big cast so that you know it can sort of be the um sort of the trailblazer for everything that comes because if if you do if you create profile for it and like this becomes at least best supporting best whatever even emmy nominations then it's like apple's like i mean 300 million dollars is a lot of money but for them who were valued at a trillion dollars recently yeah. it's like it's it's just the investment so yeah. even if they don't see a return on it it's like this puts us into the the, the talk the the the, right. the the awards race and with that you know then we can reach out to other actors and go, well, we have this and this is of the this is the kind of quality we're yeah. going after. And then they can sort of like, you know, have some of the market share, you know, with an already packed, you know, yeah. Packed market. But, you know, I just think with three hundred million dollars you can do even with the talent, you know, just the content I thought was like, okay, it's kind of like we've seen some of this stuff before. It's like, yeah. but I don't know. Again, it's the first trailer. <laughs> it's the first trailer, everyone. <laughs> exactly. Calm down. Like, look, we don't know what this $300 million is. It's the first trailer. Right. But, I mean, it also comes down to, what was it, the other, uh, the Netflix gamble. But, I mean, I think they've already made all the returns. The uh, Baz Luhrmann show, The Get Down. Mm -hmm. That was one of those crazy, you know, like $100 million. 160. 160. For 12 episodes, yeah. right? 10 or 12 episodes, yeah, it was like $160 million. And it was like 100 and the budget was 120 and I think it went $40 million over. Wow. Um, I think a lot of that, too, is the fact that Baz wanted to edit in uh, Australia or mm -hmm. wherever. And then so, like, the back and forth between that, like, skyrocketed the budget. and <sighs> They have the internet, right? <laughs> Can't you just, like, send files? I mean, yeah, we watched two Get Downs. We liked it, but never went back to it. It looked great. Yeah, I was really excited about it. And especially, that's one where the trailer was like, all right, I'm in. Trailer one. Trailer one. <laughs> trailer one. I'm like, I'm in. And then, you know, there were some, some some things about it that I really liked. But then there was like, I think it sort of needed um, a few more sort of rewrites and maybe a little more focus. Yeah, he spent a lot of time telling or showing you this world without doing anything in the world. Yeah. Like, I think the first episode is that, oh my God, look what they did. Then episode two, it's like, look what they did. But what's going on? Right. You know? I know. And it's like the cast was really good. It was just, it was one of those things where, like, there's some things about it that could have been really, really good. It's just, it just, I felt like it just didn't go anywhere. I just felt like it sort of took this sort of mag magical sort of quality about it a little too far and i think from him talking about it from like teamed up with like nas and all these other rappers it's like i think grandmaster flash mm. it was just i was like wow this is baz Luhrmann and those guys like yeah. this, this could be amazing like if it were just about like the genesis of hip-hop and in new york and all that type of things which is to me you know amazing um just that alone i think you know would would have been really really interesting and in the way they talked about it in interviews 
led me to believe that it was going to be, but it just was something I think ultimately different from yeah. what I was thinking it was going to be. I just wonder if it would have been better as a as a movie, not not as a whole because that's too much, but like right. I, like a condensed yeah, yeah, yeah. version of that as a movie could be I, I think it also could have been a, a, a series but i just think that it would have had to for me it would have had to go off in different directions and probably had to be a little more real than what it was because right. this there's a lot of I mean, it's new york in like 70s 80s <clears throat> it's like there's a lot there that you know it's very interesting yeah um and some of those things were in there but i just felt like we sort of went off into like kung fu guy and doing all this and it was like well and yeah and then there was that like magic graffiti artist guy and I was yeah like, i was like what is going yeah, on and so i was like well <laughs> <laughs> i mean it, it's just the sort there's certain things about that era i think that are really fascinating and you're talking about the the start of a form of music that's eventually going to take the world by storm created by you know these kids and like the inner city right you know and it's like that and how that happens you know people with no voice to suddenly get a voice it's amazing in itself and so i don't think we need to add you know all of the other stuff because i thought it took away from you know what was for me the charm of the show which and i thought it was like really well cast with kids and just sort of like being in their world and being with them i think this could have been you know not stranger things but like the specialness that you have with those kids and the way they interact with each other and the journey we go on with them, I think we could have done that with, with these kids and um, it would have been something really special, but I just felt like it just sort of lost its way. Like, did you finish it? I did. I didn't because okay. it was just, um, it just got to the point where I was like, you was like, what am I, what am I watching here? And it was just sort of d- disappointing because there were some, aspects of where I was like, okay all right this is what we oh okay now we're going back to that i was like uh. yeah when it was the like more of the day in the life stuff it was really good yeah and it kind of reminds me i'm reading i've been reading the beastie boy book mm-hmm. and it's really well done but it, i think of that show when i read the book because those two episodes i watched he really painted a picture of that time yeah and even though the beasties was sort of when they talk about it like late 70s early 80s of just being in new york and going to these clubs and seeing djs and you know listening to cassettes and talking about music and and they really are painting this new york picture of how they were living it like it makes me think of that show because that's and if they're the stuff they're talking about is which i kind of wanted in the show more of just that day-to-day life of that time yeah of like the genesis of what because they talk about a lot of what they were listening to it's like oh my god we go to this club and you know so-and-so would be performing and it was jam-packed but no one else had ever heard of them we couldn't believe people and you're like that's kind of what i want and then they would talk about at that night we'd hitch a ride with someone who was probably going close to our part of town and then and it's just like they're painting this picture it's like that's what i wanted to out of that show as opposed to magic graffiti artists yeah you know and kung fu which even though it all played right i just that's the one time the Baz Luhrmann style fought against the idea. Because Baz is really visual and has all these elements, but it just, it was the one time the Baz look didn't sort of work. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing against him. It was just, I think he was selling, he was making a show, but selling a different show. Yeah. You know, and that was, it, not the downfall. It was good, but not good enough <laughs> to like yeah. crank out the next uh, eight episodes or whatever. Yeah, and I think you're right. It was just sort of he was making, you know, one show and promoted as another. And and it just... And it wasn't um, false advertising. It was just that he was making a different show. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't like they were like, we don't know how to sell this show, so let's do this angle. It was no one talked when they did that first trailer. Right. It was really interesting because, like, and I don't know if there needed to be another couple pieces to, like, bring those those guys together but the way they would talk about it, it was, i was like okay i think from listening to baz like he gets it like mm-hmm. this is this like because i like his aesthetic so i'm like wow this together is my kind of thing like this yeah. could be amazing and so i was really i was just waiting for that well it was also up. too baz Luhrmann's like i have this uh 70s 80s genesis of hip-hop show in my head right <laughs> okay you're baz Luhrmann. you're from australia you made strictly ballroom you made uh 
uh, Moulin Rouge. Rouge, all good movies. Yeah. But I don't know if you're the genesis of hip hop guy. But then when you started seeing stuff and everything, it's like, you are the genesis of hip hop guy. This is, you know, I I was thinking that too. And I was like, wow, wow. Like, what does he really know? And then when I heard him speak on it, I was like, okay, this is. And he can paint a picture. He's going to make us believe this world. I was like, this is. Wow, this could be revel. This this is amazing. Let's right. let's let's have this, you know. And it just wasn't. It just didn't turn out to be what I thought it could be. I mean, yeah. again, it was his vision, but I wonder if it'd be different if it was made now. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about as if it's old, right? <laughs> Only if it was made in our time. Yeah. I just wonder because the way Netflix promotes stuff now, because that still came out. What was that like two, three years? Something old? like that. Yeah. yeah. And granted, Netflix has been Netflix. They had Orange is the New Black. I, it, they had all these things, but it, it just seems like it um, got lost in the shuffle a little bit. Yeah. Like it, it just sort of came out and just disappeared where I think it might have hit or maybe they just came out at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. I just don't know because it, it was well made and obviously it didn't click with us. So it's not like it was the not like we both watched the whole series going, why didn't anyone watch this? It was perfect. I just wonder if it just came out at the wrong time and I just didn't care or I was sort of too overblown. Like, oh my God, Baz, this seems amazing. Then I was just sort of let down. Maybe if it was good, like a lot of things because Netflix dumped so much stuff. What was this show again? I don't remember. Then we watch it going, oh wow, that was really good. I'm glad I didn't know anything about it. Right. You know, where that might've been too hyped when then you sit down and watch it. All right, let's do this. Yeah. And you're like, oh. Yeah, I definitely was just like doing the countdown. And when is it? I was like, because if it was as good as it is in my head, it was like, this is i'm gonna get a few watches out of these but um just didn't just kept watching that first trailer. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be so good <laughs> it's like i want to watch the trailer again you know getting hyped and then it's like and then you watch first show it's like let's go back yeah. to the trailer. <laughs> exactly. but the trailer though yeah that was the best 300 million dollar trailer right. ever <laughs> yeah I, I just don't get um the money aspect it's just like this magic money but uh, yeah i mean it was there 20 billion or more in debt and it's just like you know, one day it's gonna you know i mean they're generating money i mean for the longest time and, and it may still be on on paper this way amazon it was amazon was like made no money right you know and it's like but bezos has like you know, 200 billion or whatever and it's like well and it's funny because someone pointed out which i keep forgetting is that I mean, I have Amazon Prime, which is now sort of now it seems like people talk about Amazon Prime more as in like the streaming service. But that's just what's tacked on to my Amazon Prime. Yeah. Like, it's so funny because it's like we initially got Prime because it was such a good deal for two day shipping. And we used it enough where it's like, look, if we ship four things, it pays for itself, you Mm -hmm. know, and and we use it more because it's Amazon. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, you get the streaming service for free. Oh, you have terrible movies i don't care then they started doing originals but you don't pay just for the streaming service no which is weird you get shipping with the streaming service it's such a weird like because someone pointed out it's like well technically they're not a streaming service it's like i guess you're right because you're not paying for the streaming service the streaming service is thrown in right and if you were it's like oh i just want the streaming service well you get free shipping yeah you're free shipping anyway yeah it's such a weird it's a weird animal because it's like they're sort of like have this way out well, we're not a streaming service, although we have Emmys now. Right, exactly. It's, I don't. I, that's like one of those things I can't wrap my head around. It's genius, though. I mean, like you know, that's the one because they are Amazon. That is the one thing that they can ta- to, um, <clears throat> entice you with is that yeah, you get free shipping. You know, right. and it's like oh, I get free shipping, and I can. It's like I get two things for one for whatever the cost is. Yeah. Whereas if I go to, you know, Netflix, Disney Plus, Apple Plus, yeah. whatever, that's it. I just pay for that service. Yeah. And it's like, you know, like you said, the content was like not great at first. And then. Yeah, it was very much like afternoon movies and late night Showtime movies or HBO movies that you forgot about. Yeah. It's like, oh, right. That movie. I haven't seen that in a while. You know, um, you know, like take this job and shove it. Those yeah, type of like. Right. 80s movies you're like oh, i totally forgot about that right. <laughs> then they started getting more and they started doing originals like all right you're you're a thing now yeah and they have jack ryan which i don't know if it's come out yet <laughs> who, who knows <laughs> season three and season. that and goliath they have shows that are in multiple seasons but i don't ever see them i just see billboards hey goliath new season is it 
Right. Or is it the same season? I really don't know anymore. Is season two Jack Ryan? I don't know. I know I, they're shooting season three right now, and I'm not 100% sure if season two's even come out. Because I am I think I was watching season one, and I was like, oh, season, season two's come out because they announced season three, and it was there was no season two. So I was like, oh, so season two isn't out, but you announced season three. Yeah. So confusing. Yeah, it's it usually like like Netflix will you know you'll finish Stranger Things and it'll be like oh season four and you're like well I figured right but yeah you normally don't announce season three before two even comes out generally right especially when season one is just going you're like oh, I can't wait for season two season three it's like don't advertise season three <laughs> if I haven't seen season two I know it's just like I when is season two coming out we don't know. Yeah. But don't worry, season three is right <laughs> behind it. Exactly. We spend another hundred million dollars. How? How yeah, are you? Where is this? Yeah. Shipping, right? Shipping. <laughs> I mean, with the, those sort of eighties sort of movies or whatever um, on Amazon Prime, I, I literally was like, free shipping and those. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. But yeah, once they started coming out with originals and things that like I may want to watch, that it was like, okay, now we're for real. Yeah. Then it's like. Oh, okay. I can. I'm a filmmaker. I should have this and free. And a couple of times, I was like, "I mean, I have free shipping on this." Mm. Then you know that made that pulled me over the ledge a little bit. Well, yeah, because uh, right now they do have good originals. They do have a lot of movies, but really, it's like honestly, I don't know. I mean, I did like Maisel. I did like Red Oaks. Hannah's good, but would I have rushed to the service had I didn't get free shipping? I don't know. Like, you know, it's going to be like that HBO yeah. Plus or whatever they're calling it. Like, I don't know if I need to rush to it right now, Yeah, which is Warner Brothers. But just because I got the free shipping and I didn't even have the service. Like, I was watching some Amazon stuff on my laptop because I didn't, I didn't even have an app oh. at the time because I didn't yeah. have my Fire Stick. Because at the time, we I don't think we had a Fire Stick at the time. We were just going through my Xbox to do, like, Netflix gotcha. and stuff like that. So there for a while, I wasn't even taking advantage of the free. It's like, hey, we got some free movies, whatever. And then when I got an Amazon stick, because it was you know one of those Amazon deals, it's like, oh, let's see what you have. Oh, you guys actually have a lot of movies. That's the only reason I know they exist. It's because yeah. I ended up buying like this stick during like a Black Friday. Like, oh, I can stream all my stuff and I don't have to use my Xbox? Even better. Because yeah. like, my Xbox was getting a little janky. And uh, then I had to pay for their service. I was like, I'm not paying for any more services. Right. Cut to me paying for Disney+. Right. Plus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, well, you can still make comedies in the Todd Phillips woke culture. I think you can. Just don't make a blackface movie because you shouldn't do that. Yeah, <laughs> Todd, just, just stay away from that. Right I now. know, maybe that's what he wants to make. It's like, look, I can't do the blackface movie I've been wanting to make. It's like, maybe you shouldn't do like, that. Whoa. And Scorsese, theme park movies are good. Yeah. If he doesn't like them, I don't care. Still make Scorsese films. Been, exactly. You make you ma you're still making a $300 million yeah. movie. So just cool Exactly. It. All right, well, that's been post-apocalyptic in Robtober. Robtober. Follow us on our uh, Instas and socials, and uh, have a good week. Take it easy. See ya.